Hey y'all, this is Jonna. This week's episode is going to be part one of a two-parter. Laura and I were recording and we decided this needs to go into two different episodes. One, because it was going to be too long to make one episode because we kind of went deep and really went down some rabbit trails with it. I know that's shocking. And two, I'm going to be in Ecuador for next week's episode, so we needed to go ahead and get that kind of nailed down too. So, this week is going to be on guilt and conviction, super, or guilt versus conviction, I should say. Next week is going to be shame and regret. So, two super light, fluffy episodes. It should be super exciting. No vulnerability hangover here. I'm lying. Hope you listen. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm life that's where I'm talking oh. to you from how's that been for been, y'all y'all have been, y'all you know, have been some road we have we are doing like the math and aside from all the back and forth trips to like Birmingham and stuff we will by the time we get home like just big trips we'll have traveled 3,000 miles I and I feel it my hips feel it my back my bags under my eyes feel it and so <laughs> We've been gone two weeks exactly by the time we got home. And, you know, I've been gone like 16 days before, stuff like that. But it was all like kind of one big trip. Uh This has been just multiple. I leave for Ecuador. Like we get home on Wednesday and I leave on Sunday for Ecuador. So, (laughs) yeah. And the hotel life has been good. Um, We'll see today what our bill looks like whenever... um, (laughs) William and I were, we weren't rough housing, as Will would like to say. We were laughing, and I told him I was going to show, uh, he is, like, notorious for being clumsy, messy, forgetful, <laughs> you name it, that's what he's known for. And he opened up his, like, and all of his toothpaste had, like, squirted out all <gasps> over all of his stuff. Uh-uh. <laughs> Will. Will, come look, come look, because we were just like, and he's like, no, no, and he tried to shut the bathroom door, which is a sliding barn door at this hotel, and it came off the tracks, and it is perfectly positioned directly across from the kitchen area. Uh We're like in a home to suites, so we hear this shattering. I think it's like broken all the dishes, because they're like exposed, Um, which would be okay, because I'm pretty sure they're like Ikea. Um, No, it was, he shattered the microwave. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was super fun. That bill. Super fun. We're going to need. Super fun. Yeah. We're going to need a, we're going to need an update on that on the Insta stories when you get that bill. <laughs> yep. So William's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And the wheel's like, you too. I'm like, so later I had to tell him, I was like, here's the deal, bud. I'm the mother. I don't need you to get on to me like a kid. <laughs> And then, if y'all want some realness, um, he apologized to Will because I told him I said he didn't like push the door. It was complete freak accident. So later on, he apologized to William. Well, he didn't apologize to me, but forgive me. To me. Wait a minute. And so I said something to him later. He goes, "Well, I wasn't ready to apologize to you yet." Oh, oh, what are you? So I pouted for about sixteen hours. Okay. If, if anybody's counting. Okay. Okay. So, he, are you in timeout? Is that what? He- well, that's why I was like, uh, excuse me, you weren't ready to apologize to me. He goes, well, sometimes I feel like if I apologize, you can like 
harp on it and not let it go. And I was like, he said, the fact that I was wrong. And he said, and I was wrong. But I wasn't ready to admit that because I wasn't ready to deal with the aftermath. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to put that in my notes on my phone. Remember. For for marriage part three. (laughs) Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Never left that guy. (laughs) So anyways, what about you? (laughs) Oh my goodness well yeah. you know we're doing a lot of baseball still we're we uh we had um we had a weekend full of it um they played boys the boys played in different places so that was fun trying to juggle them around and um get them to all that we had to kind of divide and conquer one one of us went with one and one went with the other and um, I hate that I know I, that. I know but look I feel like um, we were talking earlier. I feel like we're bleeding out right now. I feel like. Uh, yeah, we both were like, just, hey. I know. I need. Somebody I need, find the plug. I know. Quick. Somebody take my checkbook so I cannot write any more checks or don't make me pay $7 to get into the ballpark that I was at the day before oh. all day long. Yeah. Okay, do it's, y'all have to pay too? Yeah. Because we went, yeah. So we went to two games this mm-hmm. weekend to see my nephew. Right. And I don't know. I thought of you the entire time. <laughs> I mean, at one point, I mean, we've taught our kids to lie. I'm like, yeah, he, yeah, he's 10 in the back. Well, give him your niece. He's 10. She's five. Um, oh. I'm a coach. I'm a coach and he's a player. Like, to get in. It's so, and then we sweated oh. profusely. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 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 All the yes to that. So, Je- this is what's so funny is um, we're getting ready. This is on Sunday afternoon, day three of this business and we're we've decided that we're going to set up our tent in the outfield and we did still pay because we're just we're honest people I guess because I don't your know. husband the the ref yeah because he was like go pay our admission fees but we because we did I mean we did have to go and use the bathroom we were using the concession stand or whatever but we did still pay so we weren't just you know but we figured out that it's actually cooler in the outfield because you're not sitting on concrete and on and, the metal uh-huh and you're like it's there's more of a breeze and so we pretty much had like a little right field lounge going on um, okay I like it it was really fun we had some we called friends. the Rev lounge I know we could have called it that we could have called it that so our friends the Capertons they have four boys um and Riley plays with the, their their um second to oldest and and next to youngest, um, and he, they play with them on Saturday, and then they came out and watched our boys play on Sunday, and um, our friends Millie and Dale came, and they brought their kids, and we just, like, kind of all just set up out there and just had, just, it was fun. It was really fun. That's um, fun. Yeah, we should have, like, brought the grill and just, you know, replicated the old Mississippi State left field lounge, but um, I'm pretty sure yeah. they would have shut the grill down, I'm pretty sure, if we weren't buying their <laughs> $50 hot dogs at the games. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> We appreciate that y'all paid to get in, but we're going to need, yeah. yeah, that is, oh gosh. I mean, between we, came up, we came up short. We did not bring home the trophy. We were really disappointed, but now we're, we're in all stars. Um, so that's hopefully we'll, we'll get to redeem ourselves on that and they'll, they'll bring mm-hmm. home the trophy in a few weeks. But now do y'all do like, I know for like my nephew who's five, mm-hmm. um, they even do like songs that they come out to for like their batting. Well, we, d- we don't right now, but we did eventually go get, um, big, big shout out to Roger Caperton. He actually drove home to get a speaker for our, our wow. lounge. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I know my nephew, he's like, he's real cute. And he's like, my song is walk it out. 
you know that song? And yeah. I was like, oh, I know that song. It's like 1996. Or two, maybe it. it's like 2006. I don't know. But it's like, walk it out now. And so, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's funny. My brother's the pitcher for the All-Stars. So, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. Also known as Coach Pitch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so. I was really proud that speaking of that, we have, we have moved up. Both of ours are in, are in the kid pitch and um, Eli pitched on Saturday morning and I was really proud of him. He, he, um, he actually told his coach when his arm started hurting because he's, he's such a competitor. Mm-hmm. I, I really worry that he'll go too long and mess something up. But he, um, when I went over and asked him after he came out, I said, are, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I just told, I told Kosha that my arm hurt. And I was like, all right, I'm proud of you. Cause that's hard for somebody who really wants to win and really wants to be, you know, on the field and whatever to yes. say, I, I can't go anymore. So, but anyway, it's been fun. It's been fun. We got, we have a tournament we're going to miss. This is hard, but they're both playing this weekend and Jeff and I are working a retreat. So we are not going to be there. To see their games, and that is super hard. Um, and then they have their state tournaments, which, of course, are the same weekend, again, in two different right. locations. And why so, would it be? Why wouldn't they be? And the week after, I mean, the weekend after the 4th of July. So that'll be a fun holiday weekend for us. So, And then I think we get a little bit of a break. So, Oh, my gosh. I mean, that is good. That yeah. is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. So are you excited about your trip to Ecuador? I am. I'm like already homesick just because I've been gone so much. Like uh-huh. that is a struggle. Um, uh-huh. But I, I am really excited. I really am. I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited to meet the artisans. I'm excited. It's going to be in the sixties. Mm, about uh, that. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, that was, I'm excited. I went, yeah. I went that, that first year that noonday took, um, uh, ambassadors to Ecuador and it was amazing to be leave the Mississippi heat in July and and put on a coat yeah <laughs> I'm gonna I was like, let me get my scarf out I'm gonna and, be facetiming uh, you while I'm packing this week I know so, <laughs> seriously, uh. seriously it was so much fun you're gonna love it and I thought the food was really good and um we already had to pick out our foods like they sent us a okay. list for each restaurant and I was like uh this was like two weeks ago I was like I don't know what I'm gonna feel like then uh, but I'm no, pretty sure bread I mean pretty sure bread I can there's a bread <laughs> option yeah so I'll take it <laughs> I will take it but I am I'm excited I think it's gonna be really good um I'm, I've been you know google imaging it like crazy so we'll yeah. be on Atabalo and Quito uh-huh. and uh-huh. yeah I think that's it but I'm excited yeah, keto feels very, um, it feels very urban and very, um, or parts of it, the parts that, a lot of the parts that you'll begin, yeah. like, the, it doesn't feel, um, it doesn't feel foreign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it feels very American, like you have Wi-Fi and all the. Oh, know. that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. some Wi-Fi. Yeah. I'm all about yeah. the experience, but I do appreciate a Wi-Fi, because I don't do, like, For the sure. cell plan or anything. So. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to follow along. It's going to be so fun. So fun. Yeah. Well, look, so this, this episode, uh, is a little, might be a little deeper than some of the ones that we've done. Mullet, mullet and a rat yeah, tail. Yeah, the mullet and a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we were talking about, uh, it kind of has come up in a couple of different conversations that we yes. had just about the struggle with guilt and with shame and regret. And so, 
we thought this might be a good topic at the retreat that we're working this weekend, uh, doing a talk for the girls that, that deals with, uh, the prodigal story, the prodigal son story. Mm-hmm. And after I did my practice run at the team meeting a few weeks ago, I had so many of the team come and say, you know, your story, your story is my story. Like just dealing with guilt and shame and yeah. regret of mistakes. And so we just thought this would be a really good, good jumping off point for something maybe a little more serious than some of the ones we've done in the past, but uh, it's definitely something we think is relevant to everyone, all of our listeners. And so um, we wanted to talk a little bit first about uh, guilt was where we're going to start with, I think. Yeah. And, um, the different, super, super easy. Yeah, super easy. So y'all grab your grab your coffee and settle in or your margarita, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we oh. we so you actually looked up the definition. Yeah. You looked up what I did it, because yeah. you know, I try to go above and beyond. Thanks um, for doing that research for us. What'd you find? Yeah. What'd you Okay. Let me give you exactly what Webster <laughs> said. Um guilt is culpable of and responsible for specific wrongdoing. Okay. Uh, Couple of it responsible for specific wrongdoing. Stuff like that is mm-hmm. very uh, cold water to your face-ish. Yeah. So, Good. And I feel like it's very, very legal. Is hard. Yeah. It is. For sure. Very legal, legal sounding. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, I mean, it, it brings about shame. The word guilt brings about shame. I know. So. I know. And probably regret, which is where we're going to go, yeah, go later. So, Oh, water When I think about guilt for me, I, I really, and I think this is the, one of the takeaways that we hope you guys get from this is the difference between, um, guilt and conviction, um, as a believer, you know, if you, if you are being moved by the Holy spirit, there's definitely a difference in guilt and conviction. And, you know, <clears throat> I think well, guilt, that, I feel like is where the devil wants to keep you. Oh, for sure. In his big bag of lies. Um, that is, that is definitely it. And that's, that's, I think that's the biggest difference between the two is guilt comes from Satan and it's filled yeah. with condemnation, right? Oh, um, well, it keeps you from being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It keeps you in shame, which leads mm-hmm. to regret. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like this trickle down. Absolutely. Yeah. And so conviction is actually from the Holy spirit and actually hopefully leads to repentance. Um, and one of the, one of the, um, articles that I read when we were, you know, cause I've done my research too. Um, <laughs> God, you're really improving. <laughs> it's only taken us what 17 episodes to get our stuff together. Um, but it said there's actually with conviction, there's actually two parts to conviction. And the first is that the Holy spirit shows us our sin, which that's real fun. Right? Oh, love it. That's my favorite. It's yeah. like on a scale. <laughs> yeah. Here, let me, let me point out your sin to you. And Jeff always says, when he talks about the way that that happens for us, um, he says, it's like a conversation with the Lord where he puts his finger on something in his, in your life and says that has to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not fun. It's a little, well, like- usually if he's having to point it out, Mm-hmm. I would say most likely you already know that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it also is, I mean, if he's having to point it out, that means you're not willing to let it go, mm-hmm. which means there's 
going to be a rub and there's going to be some uncomfortability and it's just going to be super fun guys. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Cause we love it when people point out uh, how, how imperfect we are. We Will didn't it. want to apologize to me because apparently <laughs> I have a nasty habit of bringing up like things he's done wrong. <laughs> so that That's, was fun. What here, let me get out my book. <laughs> Let me get out my tab over here. Yes. But um, so anyway, so the the second part, he shows us the sin, but then the, the this is the part that I think is the big differentiation between guilt and conviction is guilt wants to keep us there. Satan wants to keep us. He wants us to take on the guilt. He wants us to like, you know, turn that guilt into shame and into regret and, and wear it and weigh us down with it. Whereas conviction points it out but then the next step is gives us a way out of it like shows us how to do better shows us how to you know shore up our um our resistance to that sin in our lives and I think that was that was really good for me to read I was like oh because I I do I struggle with guilt a lot um I'm a lot there's a lot of imperfectness in my life same. <laughs> so, um, I just, I felt like that was such a good distinction between, you know, being able to discern, like, is this of the Lord or is this Satan's bag of lies where he's, yes. he's bringing it up and pulling me down with it. Um, but I think the other thing that, that I, when I think about guilt is the whole goal of guilt is hopelessness right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's like, keep you in that. I mean, yeah. 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 For Satan to just make us feel like there is, there's nothing, there's nowhere to go from here. Forgivable. Anymore. You know, yes. you feel unforgivable. Yes. You feel unlovable and mm-hmm. you're ashamed. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. You, gotta, you stay there because you, you know, you don't want to share what you've done because you feel guilty. Right. And so, and I actually, there was another article that I found. I thought this was really interesting. Um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but there, they have actually done medical studies on the impacts of guilt on our bodies, um, mm-hmm. both physically. Is going to end well? Yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's, it's, it is alarming and it really is something that, um, well, let me, let me share a little bit of it and then we'll kind of talk about why we, we thought this was important to bring up, but the biggest one, and I, I can totally see this in my life is when I'm being weighed down by guilt, like mental clarity is an issue. Yeah. Like everything, oh. <laughs> it's everything, all you think about. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is fuzzy. You're easily distracted. You can't really focus. And you're um, usually but, thinking about how to protect your guilt, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how to keep it from being found out or. Yeah how to make yourself look better, anything Mm -hmm. other than healing. Mm -hmm. So, and they've actually done some studies that found that your, um, your immune system, like your actual bodily functions, like the, the things that make everything tick can be compromised when you're dealing with, um, significant levels of guilt and, um, shame in your life that, that you can, you're more susceptible to, to being sick and, um, probably because, at least for me, when I'm dealing with it, I'm a bit of an emotional eater. Oh, oh. so yeah. I'm pretty sure that bag of M and M's that I just yeah. ate is not helping boost my immune system. Yes, yes. But you know that's so it's so true because 
like even I know like my doctors told me she's like the worst thing for you is stress like because mm-hmm. it just it kills your body and so mm-hmm. I mean our emotions do they affect that I mean yes with the eating I mean it's amazing whenever I'm worried or nervous I don't eat so I need to kind of live in that state <laughs> um, whenever <laughs> no. I'm sad, happy any other emotion I eat <laughs> so but yes yes and it does it just makes you feel and then you feel guilty about that and so mm-hmm. the spiral oh, no. yes and then that leads to our shame that we'll talk about but yes. um but this was the one this was the point that um was so alarming to me is that the american medical association actually did a study with young children they were like just um i think they were like three and four and they found that children who were dealing with and carrying significant amounts of guilt in their lives were more susceptible to mental illness later on in life. That was like, is like earth chattering. Were you know, guilty? I, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I don't think so much as a child. I think it was later on in life. But I think but, also uh, like we need to make the point that like mental illness is not, you know, strictly, you right. know, what we think. I mean, it's depression. It's, mm-hmm. You know, all these things. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you think about that, carrying that weight. If you feel mm-hmm. that as a child and as parents, what is our role in when our kids maybe do something that yes. we not do? Do we shame them? Do we? Yes. I mean, there's got to be consequences. But I think that goes to how the Holy Spirit, you know, how our loving father treats us. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, that is conviction. But then there's also a chance for restoration and there is a chance to make it right. And it might not mm-hmm. ever be right. Or, you know, William shattered a microwave. And, <laughs> but that's whenever I told Will, because, you know, your natural deal is like, what have you just yeah. told you? Stop. The horse yes. You kind of lose it. And it's partially because you're scared because it's a huge mm-hmm. crash and all of mm-hmm. that stuff. And then you're like, you know, you think of all the other things. That's when I told Will, which Will is amazing at. Like, if you tell him, like, hey, you flew off the handle. Hey, this. He will apologize. Mm-hmm. Like, he is very, mm-hmm. not to me, but to other people. <laughs> so, but I told him, I, I went to him and I said, here's the deal. I said, I know William is clumsy. We, we all know that. And I said, mm-hmm. he didn't mean to do it, obviously. And I said, it was an accident. Because William felt horrible. Like, I mean, I'm talking, like, you could see he was visibly upset. He was like, uh-huh. I'll pay whatever it costs. You know, he uh-huh. was very upset. And, I, and Will, I just told Will, I said, you being upset is enough. Like, you being disappointed or whatever. I said, be glad he's mm-hmm. okay. And he went to him and said, you know, like, I'm sorry. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then we were trying to remove that guilt from him. Because right. it's, that's a, I know how that feels, you know, mm-hmm. to feel like you've disappointed mm-hmm. someone. And then maybe feel like you haven't gotten that forgiveness or mm-hmm. that pat on the back. That's like, Hey, it was a mistake. Hey, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. and just kind of sitting there and just believing the lies that you start to tell yourself. And so, well, and that's what it, that's, that is that distinction, right? Yeah. Between the two is, you know, Satan wants us to, to believe those lies and the Holy spirit wants us to see it, but then gives us the way to, yeah. you know, make it, or fix it. Yeah. 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 And so, um, I, when I read that, I was like, Oh gosh, that would have been, yeah. Super helpful. Like 20 years ago in my life, but it's helpful um, now with it our kids, 
that way we don't make the same mistakes and we don't, you know, we help them when we see them kind of sitting in guilt or we're shaming them or, you know, whatever that looks like. We kind of like, Hey, you screwed up. We all screw up. Like, let's move past this. How can we get better? What can we do to make it right? And, you know, let's move on. And so, yes, for sure. For sure. So that was, um, that was the first three. And then the other two, which I think and we've kind of already touched on was, um, increased levels of stress, which we've talked about that. Um, and then the other one was, uh, guilt can also heighten anxiety and depression, yeah. uh, tendencies in an individual. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting, but these yeah. are all, these are all impacts that are not just like some random blogger. Like these are actually medically confirmed. Um, yeah, 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 it doesn't just us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't Wikipedia let, this. Let me, uh, yeah, <laughs> figure this out here. Yes. Oh. But yeah, I just, um, I, I definitely was, was, uh, convicted yeah. about, um, the way that I parent sometimes out of most of the time it's out of frustration. Yeah. Like you said, fear or frustration. Um, yeah. you know, I can think of times when the boys were little, both of them were, were a little bit of a runner, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Oh, in, yeah. in a public place. Yes. And so, um, so there were lots of times that I think about the word, the words that I chose in those moments. And I know it was, it was out of fear just because I was, terrified of what could happen with them running through a parking lot. One of my dear friends, her name is Josette. She's always been Mm -hmm. a mentor to me. Her husband, Rob is a mentor to Will. And, Mm -hmm. um, some advice she gave me one time and I'm going to botch it. Like she said it so eloquently, (laughs) but she was like, whenever you're getting onto your kids in public, is it because you're ashamed Mm -hmm. or is it because they're doing something they shouldn't be doing? Mm. If it's because you're ashamed, or you feel like it's a reflection on you, then maybe rethink it. But if it's something they shouldn't be doing, it's not the way that they should, you know, be acting or then that's whenever you reprimand. And I'll tell you what, her kids are exactly what I would want my kids to be like. They're not some like, you know, hellions. They are literally just, I mean, we say every time we're around them and they've moved now from Austin to Tulsa and then Tulsa to New Orleans. And um, just, I mean, and her kids are, in college and then two in high school. And so it's not like this is her first rodeo. So uh-huh. I have thought about that so much, you know, cause uh-huh. you'll see people like in target and it's like, don't act like that, you know? And it's like, maybe the kid's just twirling, you know? Okay. What you could say is, Hey, you could break something. Like, let's be careful. But uh-huh. like, because you're embarrassed, uh-huh. like don't uh-huh. put your shame and your pride on your kids. And I'm guilty. Mm. I mean, I'm having to say this to myself. And so, oh, I mean, great. For sure. It takes a lot to embarrass me, but mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. Um, William and Anna, that's the challenge laid out. For, oh, for they memory. will try. <laughs> and it's sometimes they get me there. They skipped through Disney, like holding hands and like, come on, Heather. And I was like, oh, gosh. And so, but yeah. So they're the best. They are. They're awesome. But um, okay. Well, so what do you struggle with? Let's just get, yeah, I was let's just going to ask you the same question. Off. Hey, tell me what you feel guilty about right now, Laura. Yes, of course. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's put it out yeah. there. Um, I think there when I look back 
and this is in preparation for this talk that we're, we're doing this weekend is, um, when I look back at, uh, my life, there are, there are some distinct periods, which I look at with, with a lot of guilt and shame and regret. And, um, I mean, pretty much there's about a, a six year period mm-hmm. from 18 to 24. That's just not my finest moments, um, in life. And there were some, there were some, definitely some great moments in there, but like just really poor decisions. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of, living in the moment and not really thinking about long-term impacts. Um, I think obviously I've talked about before um, my first marriage is probably one that I would say I have the most guilt over that Satan loves, loves, loves to bring up and try to make me feel not enough as far as, you know, being a preacher's wife or Mm -hmm. leading a youth group or even going into this retreat where, you know, part of my role is to mentor teenage girls, right. And, and to share my story so that hopefully they can learn from it. There's still in the back of my mind, that guilt over you're not, you're not enough. You're not good enough to be, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not, you're not, the, you're not the Qualified one for this. For this. Yes. Yeah. Just living with that and feeling like, um, but again, it's, that's what it is, is, is and in those moments, if I will stop and say, okay, this is not, this is not of the Lord. This is totally Satan that I can get a hold of it. But sometimes well, look at I, all the times you really feel that it's all oh like God. whenever doing something for, for God, like you're doing something that's going to point yeah. people to God. Um, yeah. It's, you know, this chrysalis flight, which I'm going to need you to explain that in a minute. If we <laughs> like, you know, I had to like, yeah. look it up. And so, um, but it's when that it's being a, a pastor's uh-huh. wife, it's being, you uh-huh. know, helping with a youth group. It's not, uh-huh. you know, going to the grocery store, you know, it's right. not, you know, it's, yeah. it's not teach. It's not teaching at Mississippi state. Like it's not those things. It's things that the devil is like, dang it, I have got to stop her. I've got to slow her down. I've got to, mm-hmm. you know, throw out some spikes in her track so she can, you know, mm-hmm. get a flat tire. But <laughs> it is not, it's, and that's whenever you know, because I mean, following God is not easy. I mean, oh it's not. And I mean, maybe it, if it is for you, I'm talking to you listening, you're probably doing something wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe you just made better choices than Laura and I have. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's not that it's not easy. It's just that if you're not being tested, like that's something that I was told one time. If you're not being tested, then like God's not using you right now. You need to (laughs) like be doing, you need to be making waves. You need to be doing something. And that's not necessarily you need to move to Africa and sell all your earthly belongings. It's just you need to be out there sharing your faith. And so mm-hmm. and that's whenever you're going to come up against the devil. Mm-hmm. So shouldn't that sound fun? And Golly. Exactly. It sounds about as fun as, you know, yeah. our imperfections pointed out. I think, um, I think too, when I, again, when I think about just like what you said about it's the times where I feel like I'm doing something that the Lord has called me to do or in a role where, you know, it's hopefully pointing people to Jesus that, um, that, that I feel like that happened a lot when I was working 
with the mission organization in Haiti with HMM, mm-hmm. um, just constantly feeling not enough. And, you know, what would they, what would, what would the Haitian people think if they knew that I was divorced? Would I still have the impact? And, um, it was just in those moments where I had to realize like those kids that I'm, you know, spinning around in the yard and sharing, you know, meals with, and just, they don't, they don't care about that. What they care about is do they see, are, are that, do they walk away feeling loved? Mm-hmm. Um, not just by me, but do they feel the love of Jesus through me? And so, um, that was, that was also a time where I really, really struggled just a lot with guilt and regret. So what about you? What, what are some things that you, yeah, I really don't. And so, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about Shay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I would say overspending and, um, and I was showing Will what we were talking about. He's like, really? And I was like, yeah, because I feel guilty because that's something that he cares deep. And when I say overspending, mm-hmm. it's like overspending our budget, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, it's you, so funny because we, we will talk you, about do it. I was just going to say, do you feel, do you think that the reason you feel guilty about that is um, like, I mean, do you, th- do you feel like that's a difference? difference between guilt and conviction like are you do you feel guilty about it are you convicted about it because you feel like it's not it's an area that you're not submitting I think it's both I think yeah. it's I, so- I struggle with the second for sure I don't usually feel guilty about overspending yeah I, don't know why, I but think I it's do more of like am I being a good steward yes. um yeah and you know and then I'll try and justify and everything and it's not uh-huh. I mean that's the crazy thing I make it sound like I'm like some shopaholic but um, it's just more of like I know that Will puts great thought and great mm-hmm. great care into our budget, which I feel like we should have like a buzzer to like beep that word out. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And so into everybody, our budget, everybody take a drink when Jonas says yeah. the word budget. <laughs> Y'all gonna be drunk. <laughs> so. So. Maybe we should do Will. Yeah, we put oh, Will. Will, yeah, says, Will says, says it. Y'all gonna need to go to the hospital, <laughs> like I've been. <laughs> So, um, no, but I think it's more of like knowing that that's like the one area I struggle with submitting and, um, Mm. it comes down to the control. And so I think Mm. sometimes it is more of like a power play, you know? Mm -hmm. And so because our husbands have decided like to be told what to do. Yes. 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 (laughs) That, that's super fun. And so when they figured that out, that we don't, we don't do well with authority. So, but I think, you know, Mm -hmm. in the Christian faith, um, those looking from the outside in, they really see a rub with women submitting to their husbands. Mm -hmm. And I would always say like, you know, I struggle with that as well. Like with the actual, like, you know, you think you know what's best for you know and it's but I've come to the place where I'm super grateful that someone cares enough about me to see like okay I see this path you're going down but I love you unconditionally Uh and want the best for you so I'm gonna rein you back in you know Uh and Uh I'm like but when I go on this path I need to look cute and so (laughs) I'm going to need a new outfit. So, I'm going to need you to expand that. And budget. I will say I that pretty much my overspending on clothes directly correlates to, um, like, my unhappiness with my weight and my body. I was 
Yeah, I was just going to say, with our next topic. So it's a huge spiral. It's a spiral I go down, but the overspending and feeling like I'm not honoring what Will has planned out. And now, granted, Mm -hmm. he'll say, like, you know, like we said, we're, like, bleeding out. So that's funny Mm -hmm. because I will start to feel really guilty about all the things. And he'll be like, Jonna, that's just life. Like, and he's Mm -hmm. super, like, gracious. You know, he's like, no, Mm -hmm. this is time of it's just busy and it's just a lot of, you know, cause then I'm like, and I'm going to Ecuador, you know, like on top right. of all that. Yeah. After we pay for the, the new microwave. Yes. Now that we own a microwave at the home to suites in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> Alabama. Um, and we have stayed in a hotel for two weeks and we have paid for gas, you know, it's just, Oh, and yeah. Oh, you want that shirt? Well, we're not in Tuscaloosa often. Sure. I'll get it for you. You know? Um, so I think that I just struggle with that. And mm-hmm. when it switches from guilt to conviction, the conviction mm. is whenever I know that I'm doing it out of a place of to make myself feel better. Like it's mm-hmm. not out of necessity. It's more of a maybe trying to cover up some like mild depression. And so, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. is one. Um, and then I would say also for me, um, being sick. Like, and I know that that's, I don't feel convicted by that. I feel very guilty because I feel like it's maybe something I've done. It's something now rationally, I know. But when I get into a deep, dark place, it is like, Mm -hmm. I feel guilty for bringing this upon my family and Mm. holding them back. And then again, with the money, I mean, we're going to Minnesota, insurance pays for all of it, but guess what insurance doesn't pay for, you know, an Mm. Airbnb. And so, right. um, Right. Which our dear friend JJ, I'm going to say what we're going to say with her some, but I also know like I'm going to need some just downtime to right. um, be and be alone. And so, but yeah, it's, yeah. So I think that just mine stems a lot around money and not being <laughs> as great with it as I should be. What about, mm-hmm. what about you? So I did the yeah. money. <clears throat> money. And so, yeah, well, I was just going to go back to what you said about submission and, you know, I, for me and the, just talking about the rub with that, with, with people in the church and even outside the church about submission is I don't, I don't feel called to be a doormat to my husband. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't view submission as he has the only say in our house. What I feel submission is, is that we we have a conversation about, you know, big decisions. And then, you know, I, I get to express my feelings, my reservations, my excitement, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, I get to express that. And then where I have to really, really, really (laughs) lean into (laughs) that role of a submissive wife is I have said my piece. Yeah. I told him what he knows your heart. He knows my heart. And now I have to trust that he will discern the best thing for all of our family. Right. Yeah. And that's not to say that pressure, Jeff, right? No pressure, Rev. Which if we really looked at it, we get the easy car. We get the easy button. We do. Yeah, we do. But we don't look at it that way because you and I struggle with authority. Authority. (laughs) So we found out. So, So we've been told. One of my friends, Joy, she does, she constantly constantly prays that God would speak through AJ, which is her husband Mm -hmm. for her, especially whenever there's like a big decision. She's Mm -hmm. like, and she has like this crazy piece about it. Cause she was like, Oh, I just pray that God would speak through AJ and that, um, that would, he would make it known. So, I mean, I feel good. Whatever AJ's got to decide. I'm like, 
dang, like, how yeah. do you do that? And okay. so there are times when I literally, and, and even sometimes when I haven't shared what, like what's been going on in my heart, that I will come in on Sundays and he will preach a sermon that I know the Lord gave to him for me to hear. And mm-hmm. it's here. And, and okay, here it is. Here's yeah. the confession. Rev, I'm going to need you to go forward right now, forward about two times. Um, <laughs> is Even though I know that, and I have, have prayed a similar prayer, like, you know, give me what I need for today to, to get through this next week or whatever. I, I can sometimes be a little bit, not resentful, but like, um, like it's not fun to get called out. No, it is not. And that's, so we get in the car and I'm like real quiet and he's like looking at me, waiting for me to say like good sermon, crappy sermon, whatever. And I'm like looking at him like, have you been reading my journal? Like, yeah, what is out of like, my head? Get out of my head. But that's the thing is, and I, maybe it goes back to that whole thing with authority. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we can't even say it. I know authority. Yeah. <laughs> but he, um, there are times I, I know without a doubt. And I, it, you know, I do, I do believe that the Lord speaks through him to me and to our children and to obviously to others too in his role as a pastor. Um, but it is hard to, to, um, do that. And I'm, I'm not, I don't please hear me say this because if we need to, we can bring Jeff back on here and he can tell his side. I'm not always great at that. I, that is what I try to do. But there are times where I don't agree with the decision that he made and I will tell him that. Um, but I am trying so hard to, learn to be able to tell him my piece, let him make the decision. And if I don't agree, tell him that, but then let it go because he has made the decision. And that's really hard for me. It's really, it's control. It's all about control. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's like praying for patience, you know, God's just going to give you more opportunities to be patient, um, which is not what I'm wanting. I would actually Mm -hmm. just want you to give me patience. Um, Mm Yeah. And so, but I think it's like with control, like he's going to mm-hmm. give us more opportunities to give up control. So I'm not going to pray for that, but I just mm-hmm. think that's really cool. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's really cool for somebody else awesome. to pray for. Awesome. Let us know how that goes for you. And so praying for patience. Yeah. It's do I, what? Quit, I quit. I quit praying for patience no. when Eli started talking. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know, that Will told me he was like, you know, Will mess. is known for his dumb baby uh, thoughts with you know the bassinet and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but he told me um whenever we were kind of when we were pregnant we were talking about like what's something that like you really want to carry on that your parents did and he said you know they answered every question I ever had like they never just said I don't know yeah. or um don't stop talking and I'll, he's like so yeah. just, every time William asks a question I'm gonna answer it and, you know, yeah. the same for Anna whenever she was down the road. But, and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So about two, whenever William would be like, you know, why is the sky blue? And Will would like look up exactly why the sky was blue. And he'd tell him, and then William would be like, but why? And then he would answer that. And he's like, but why? And then he answer, and then he, I'm like, just sitting there. I'm like, I cannot wait until you're like, just because, you know. And then finally he would hit like the just because. And I was like. You know, because I am nothing if not someone that um, remembers uh, what you said you weren't going to do and then you do it. And so, um, and I was like, oh, and he's like, okay, it's a little different than I thought. Okay. Like, but he, because William was always the, but why? 
but why? <laughs> but why? And it's like, I mean, I would like develop a tick, you know, because that mm-hmm. he'd only ask me but why about once because I'm like, well, just mm-hmm. because. And so mm-hmm. ask me why mm-hmm. your tongue got ripped out. And so, <laughs> oh, you can't. And so, yeah, this is not my virtue. And so, oh my but, gosh, that's oh. funny. That's no. funny. Well, is there anything else? Any anything else? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, kind of the same with your um, first marriage, being getting pregnant, and mm-hmm. before you know, I got married, and really feeling like I. I mean, I think if I was completely honest, the guilt that I felt was from our families, and mm-hmm. obviously myself. Mm-hmm. The conviction I felt was from God because I did feel convicted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because that was a sin and so um I mean clearly you know you're supposed to you know everybody knows um and so (laughs) you know you know you know you know you know just because um and so but anyways I think knowing that I had let our parents down and knowing that I had kind of killed their dreams because we all have dreams for our kids I mean we some are realistic and some are not but we all have dreams and most of them, you know, I think involve, you know, getting, like, getting a job, going to college, mm-hmm. you know, doing all mm-hmm. these things that are kind of worldly related and stuff. But um, knowing that that did not go well. And, I mean, and I'll, I'll be real vulnerable and honest. Um, so, Will was home for Thanksgiving whenever we found out uh, that I was pregnant and I, you know, had to call him and everything. And he ended up moving his flight to come back early. Um, to see his freshly pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, so while he was flying, his mom called me multiple times and she would call and she was crying and then she would hang up. Like she couldn't uh-uh. talk to me and you want to talk about feeling horrible. That was the worst. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we've since, you know, worked through all of that and everything. And I mean, and I respected the fact that she was upset. Like, that was her son. Uh-huh. That was her only child. Like, you know, uh-huh. and granted, guys, I mean, now looking back, I'm like, good Lord, it's not like I murdered someone, you know? I mean, people get pregnant all the time, you know? And so it's been put into perspective. But at the time, it felt so just wrong and like we had hurt so many people. And, um, but now, I mean, every single person will tell you, that was involved, like, oh my gosh, that, what, granted, that's not what we had hoped for you at the time, but William is such an incredible gift, and y'all, you know, y'all clearly love each other very much, and my dad gave Will the best advice. He did not give me this advice, because he was (laughs) asking me if we were on Jerry Springer, I think were his (laughs) words, Um, he said to Will, he said, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to you, then your, your life will be paved in gold. And that has stuck with Will because William is one of the best things that happened to us. But Mm -hmm. the world at the time would have said, this is the worst thing that could happen. And Mm so, um, but I still, you know, I've been asked to speak at youth groups and stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, it's usually at the end of their talk about um, abstinence. And then they (laughs) want to make sure that for the people that (gasps) haven't stayed abstinent and have someone they can relate to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know and I I've accepted that I mean and my big deal and I know I've talked about it on here before is I do not want to ever say I regret my you know getting pregnant or you know Mm -hmm. 
I can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that. I refuse to say that for William. Like he right. doesn't deserve that. And yeah. um, yeah. So it is that I still struggle with that. And mm-hmm. every time that we go to a new school or a new orientation, and I am by far the youngest mother, <laughs> um, like by far. And people say stuff all the time, like, "How old are you?" Oh my gosh, yeah. you know. And I'm just like, uh-huh. and so, um, yeah. So, and I mean, that definitely, I mean, guilt and shame, I think, hold hands and are maybe incestual. And so mm-hmm. I think because it just all kind of bleeds over. But for sure. I know that for was sure. A long answer. Like, no, that was great. I'll probably was... have a vulnerability hangover afterwards. It's fine. And so, for sure. For sure. We will both probably yes. wish we had re recorded this, <laughs> which I think is interesting. I, I do want to say this too on that note because. Um, after our marriage episode aired, I, or, um, published, I had several friends message me and say, oh my gosh, are you, I mean, do you, did you like want to record, re-record that? Like, you know, and here's the thing y'all, I feel like, and I, I'm going to speak for you too, John, yeah. when I say this, if it's not true, then you correct me, but, but do it nicely. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't shame me. <laughs> I'm going to guess if you thought it, I'd probably have thought the same thing. Well, after, real quick, after we had dinner together, Will got in the car and he goes, it is really weird how similar y'all are. I was like, yeah, she's just a more successful version of me. Stop it. Stop it. God. Anyways, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, our goal with this is obviously we want this to be fun and entertaining and we, we try to try to make it laugh. And yeah. We want be a good time but we want to be completely honest yeah. and transparent and no I didn't I mean yeah there were definitely <laughs> some things that I was like holy cow he went yeah. there um but I mean that's real life for us yeah like I mean I just he, told y'all my mother-in-law like called me crying hanging <laughs> up on me multiple times <laughs> my husband called me resentful for being a preacher's wife yeah that's cool. fine that's I cool, don't y'all. worry we asked Laura the second we saw her if she had been to uh Wednesday night Bible study the night before to which she said, Look, no, to which she said no. <laughs> hey, I don't need your shame right now. <laughs> Do not need your shame or your guilt. Don't accept it. So get behind me, Satan. Also known as Jonna. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, but that I do think the like, ones that we also, it's been funny, like the episodes that we're like, oh gosh. Like after we I like guess. finish, we'll like FaceTime each other, like, is that too much? And then those are the ones that we end up getting the most messages about from y'all. That it's like, thank you for being vulnerable. Yes. I mean, if we go back and look at the most listened, um, Mm -hmm. because y'all, Laura is nothing if she does not love analytics. And so (laughs) she she is, um, no, but I'm a bit of a nerd. Okay. So the anxious episode Mm -hmm. has been a big win. The Let's Be mm-hmm. Friends, the first one, mm-hmm. is that our biggest one? The one that we've had the I most days, so. which I think is so. amazing because that to me shows we all struggle with friendships as adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, does everybody talk about it? No. No. The anxiety. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people have messaged me and mm-hmm. that's like the first episode that they've listened to and they're like, oh my gosh, I just found out you're doing a podcast. I'm like, well, thanks for following me on social media. Never. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, kidding. no. Start being a part of my life. Yeah, for the last clearly time. not. So, but um, I think the anxiety one because I think that we all get to a stage as an adult, and some of us, unfortunately, have struggled 
our whole lives. And mm-hmm. I think that it's whenever someone can say me too, like, mm. and I know that that, that phrase is very touchy, but I'm saying yeah. just like the, in general, like me also, me also movement. <laughs> yeah. But it's like when someone can be like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Like yeah. there, mm-hmm. that is honestly from someone that mm-hmm. is a chronic oversharer, that is mm-hmm. one of the best feelings in the world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I don't need you to lie and say, yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 Me too. I totally, totally yeah. do that. But when I right. think about when you share something and it is just like crickets and you're like, well, I'm going to need to rein that back in. <laughs> so just kidding. <laughs> so I just think that this, like we all, if you do not feel guilt or shame, you are clearly a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree? <laughs> My girl. Yeah. I mean, if you have never felt guilt in your life, if you haven't yeah. felt conviction, that might have something to do with just your spiritual walk. Like I'm not, you know, trying to call you out, but are you saved? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then there's no Holy Spirit in your heart. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> did you invite him in? It's a Trinity. And so, um, but uh, no, but I just think that we've all felt guilt. And it, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. that you're in a much healthier place than Laura and I are. And if you are, we would love <laughs> to have you as a guest on our podcast. That's right. Um, reach out. But if you have never, you know, maybe you've gotten to a place where you don't accept guilt, you know, like that is amazing. But I think at some point we've all felt guilt. We've all felt shame. And so, you know, just talking with Will, like he's, I mean, I don't know what he feels guilty about. I mean, it's probably on his goal sheet. And so... <laughs> He probably feels guilty mentioning the fact a, that he's got a goal there's, sheet. And so, there's a column. There's a column uh-huh. for that on his yes, goal sheet. Yes, I know. Oh, gosh. I mean, that's what uh, he was talking about his goal sheet yesterday. Bless, bless that sweet guy's heart. And so, But, I mean, we all do. And we all struggle with different things. And the, I will tell you this. The things that I'm ashamed of, the things mm-hmm. I feel guilty about, infuriate Will. Like, mm-hmm. when I talk mm-hmm. about, like, my weight and stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's like, please stop. Like, I mean, it just, yeah, I'm mad because he sees me in a different light and that's how God sees us. Like he, and I pray constantly, like one of my biggest prayers, please give me your eyes to see me. Like I don't help me to see myself the way you see me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd be real cocky if I did. And so (laughs) I imagine you saw yourself the way God saw you. And so you'd be feeling good about yourself. But I don't know. I just pray that we all move from the place of guilt to conviction to restoration and healing and, you know, just asking for forgiveness in the areas that we need. And I struggle with asking for forgiveness. <sighs> Add it to the list. <laughs> so, do you start asking for forgiveness? I do. I do. I think it's control. It's Is again, it easier for you control. to ask for forgiveness from your boys or from Jeff? Definitely for my boys because they give it more freely. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah. I have my yeah, definitely. Up. And too, I think, um, I think <laughs> they're a little more like puppies. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's, it's always love you. Your kids always love you. Like they, they recognize when you mess, th- mess things up and they will, you know, they, I, I'm the first to catch my breath after, well, and we might want to talk about this when we get to regret, but like catch my breath after a situation, step away from it, get my head right. And then go back and apologize within probably within 30 minutes. I'm going to do that. Um, it takes a little longer though with my husband. Why do you think that is? 
Um, I think it's, I put my own expectations on him, like uh-huh. how I respond in that situation. And I know I'm not always <laughs> as free as forgiving. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like I, it's like, I want him to do penance for whatever he did first. <laughs> I want him to get the cold shoulder for a little bit yes. or whatever it is. Like I want, I want there to be like some payment. Yeah. Like I want, I want to see him feel remorseful or something, which is so dumb because that's not, that's not the Christ. Like, is it dumb? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, so that is dumb. Okay. It's good enough. No, I think the same. It's like, and Will is not that way. Like he's not. And it's so gross. And it's for instance, like say I like ding something on the car, you know, Mm -hmm. I will feel Mm -hmm. so bad. And I will, and he'll be like, it's not a big deal. It's just a car. Like, just give yourself some grace. Like, it's fine. But then he'll ding it on the car. And I mean, he will beat himself up. So to me, I'm like, oh, so that's how you really feel about it. You're just stuffing it. And he's like, no, he's like, I don't get mad at you when you do stuff. He's like, because I see it truly as an accident. And he said, I see it when I do it as I wasn't paying attention. It could have been avoided, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, okay, because I'd have been just as mad at you as I was mad at myself. <laughs> Because I'm mad I didn't get yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And so, but no, I mean, just, he is very quick to forgive. And I don't, Will is a lot more mature than I am spiritually, which is interesting. And I'm, I'm going to say that. And he's going to probably call I, me when he hears it and be like. He's going to go, the what he's going to say is spiritually. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. And so, oh, bless. But no, okay. I say yeah. we put a pin in this one. Okay. And then. I think we pick up because at the, like I said, it's all incestual. So it's all going to just keep rolling into the next one. So I think we it pick is. up with shame, which is like Let's do- my super favorite. We'll see y'all next week with some shame. <laughs> We're bringing the shame next week, guys. <laughs> We're bringing ready. the shame. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Well, that certainly wasn't the easy breezy that you guys have probably become accustomed to from our podcast, but we hope that it was a good conversation. We hope that you got some takeaways. We hope that maybe in that conversation, you were able to maybe discern between the guilt and the conviction that you're feeling if you are a believer and that you can move forward in a positive way and maybe avoid some of those pitfalls that can can really eat us up inside when we're dealing with heavy heavy loads of guilt so thanks so much for listening uh we can't wait to hear your feedback on the episode so definitely dm us comment on the post uh send us your insta stories send us voice messages send smoke signals, whatever. We want to hear what you have to say and maybe some areas in your life that you struggle with guilt. And if it's something that we need to revisit down the road, we'll definitely do that. We're so, so grateful that you're here. We're so grateful for your continued support. We would love, love, love for you to head over to the iTunes um, account for us and leave a review. That is really going to help us a ton in Um, just getting our name out and also hopefully securing some more sponsorships as we move forward. So love you guys. And we will talk to you again next week until then. Settle down girls.